Good morning. This is Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Karen. And I'm Kelly. Welcome. What are we doing today? Um, I, I'm asking if we can do um, a show today on a client that just came a couple of days ago. She gave her permission to say her name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and it's important, uh, a part of the story at the end. So um, she had seen me about four years ago, I think she said three or four, and not since then. So when she came in, um, you know, life's happened in the in-between. And uh, she asked if she could do medium. And her dad came through. He began by describing his character on earth um, when he was her dad. And he first thing he said to me was that he was an asshole. Mm-hmm. And um, that by meaning in meaning that he had been mean to her and to all kinds of people, uh, including her mom and siblings, and that he was a heavy smoker, that he was a withholder. Um, and because he withheld affection, he withheld praise. He'd give it sometimes, but not when it was always deserving. So they never knew if it was going to come or not. Can I ask a question? Can I kind of interject? Yeah. Um, because I think this is really interesting because I know our consent process uh, consists of asking if they have boundaries around each one of the gifts. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes I will say to someone, do you have boundaries around medium? Because they're very excited. Oh, and they yeah. said yes. And then they say, no, I don't have any boundaries. And I will specifically say to them, you know, sometimes people say no um, or, or they give limitations to the people they want to hear from because it was a bad relationship when, the, when that, you know, the deceased person was alive. And sometimes people just say no because that individual is not the priority today. Mm. Right. So if you're coming and you want to hear from your mother, but a great aunt is coming through and you're like, that's really nice. But, you know, I really need to hear from mom and I've mm-hmm. only got an hour. There's two different reasons that I can see why people set a boundary. Mm-hmm. So first, I just wanted to illustrate that. Um, and then also, I wanted to ask the question, when when you went through your consent process, knowing that her, her dad was an ass, um, she, still, she was still open to hearing from him, right? That's who she wanted to hear from, okay. actually. Which, yeah, yeah I, I find that really interesting because some people are a definite no and mm-hmm. some people are searching for that closure. Yeah, that... Yeah, I, that's lovely. Okay. Two, like very good, two sides to something, eh? Mm-hmm. Where, as you say, somebody could be open to it. Another person, it's, when I do remember, I did say to one lady on a different occasion, I do have your dad here then. And she said, oh, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I, maybe I'm, I'm asking because she's seen you before. She's, she'd mm-hmm. come a couple of years ago and I know you don't have a memory for the sessions, but was this the first time her dad was coming through? Yeah, or was this, like you know, well, the first time he died. since he's passed. It's it's the first time since he's passed. I didn't know he okay. passed. I would never have remembered it, but it came through in her session that okay. he died in those last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, one of the things that he said to her about his personality was the withholding and what it did to her personality, mm-hmm. and that because he withheld so much, she became a people pleaser. Right. And because he held back and she never knew what was coming, if it was good or bad, a good comment or a bad comment or just nothing at all, um, didn't know what he think. Uh, quite often he would say, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And that that was the withholding. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't just that I'm withholding praise. He just withheld anything. So even if she thought something was going to work, he just or was good in the relationship. He just gave her no response sometimes. Mm-hmm. So the people pleasing would amp up more and more, right? 
when they're not responding at all, or sometimes being an asshole, he would completely lash out and then she would really jump into people pleasing mode or crying mm-hmm. and, and, and withdrawing because she was trying to protect herself and not understanding. So he'd, he might throw her crumb or he might throw her absolutely nothing and withhold even more mm-hmm. so that you get over yourself and then come back and ask me for approval over things again. And this is, this is the definition of asshole. Well, one of one of. So he then said that she went through life feeling unloved Mm -hmm. and that it affected her relationships because she never really knew what to do then dating. She never really knew what a boundary was or what was safe or what wasn't or if another guy was going to be a withholder. It was a pattern she was comfortable with, even though she didn't like it. So she didn't she again didn't know what to do when she was in these relationships. Right. Mm hmm. Uh, because there was never any conclusion to the one with her father other than death. Right. That doesn't really give you uh, tools to cope with it. It's just done. So he came in to say that he was an asshole and these were the things he did. And then to add, to make sure that she could really, I, I'll say in, the, in her case, she believed. But he said, I want her to know that I know she had a baby since I died. I want her to know that she has a son and that her partner's name is... I want her to know that I know she oh, has a son. Oh, pardon me. Yes. Yeah. And that I want her to know that I know she has a partner and that she has found somebody and that he's not like me. She needs to hear this. Mm. She needs to hear that. She, and I think that's amazing because some of us move forward in different relationships. We marry a second, a third time or three or four boyfriends or 10 Mm -hmm. or 12, but we're never quite certain if we got past a pattern. Yeah. (laughs) And you sure as hell don't want to look at your parents and say, tell me I'm not dating you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awkward. (laughs) Anybody listening to this one is going to get this. (laughs) There's a lot of tense muscles listening today. Stop. Anybody listening to this? I just want to say in this moment, Stop clenching your jaw and your butt muscles. Taking a sip of the coffee and pause for a couple seconds. Laugh with your girlfriend. Look at your partner in an odd kind of way like, are you like my mom or dad? (laughs) This is that awkward moment. Now's the time to open up discussion. (laughs) So anyway, um, but her dad came through and said, I want her to know that she's had a son. And, you know, one of the nice things he said to her is, is that, she, I died three years ago. She had the son one year ago. I think this is how it went. There was some kind of time frame. But I'm, but I'm not positive, like, exactly. Mm-hmm. But that he died before the child was born. And he was trying to say to her that he knew her child's spirit mm-hmm. in the spirit world. And that's why he was saying it in that order. So that she could, if she chooses to, accept that and be comforted that, her dad doesn't know her son. And I think sometimes people think that if a parent dies, they're going to miss out on my life. They're going to miss out on my children. They're going to miss out when I get married and and, and all these milestones or even the just the, the little moments, the coffee. Interesting too, um, you know, he's called himself an asshole yep. and yet he still wants her to know, oh. I know your son. Yes. That I know things. And yes. not in an ominous way, but in a... I'm still a part of your life, which you'd think they don't want. Yes. Kelly, I love, love. That's why we're doing the show. Because you jump into the other side of it and give it a different voice for me. 
because this is exactly what I'm getting as I'm doing the channeling, of course, is that he's trying to lay a foundation to play out for her that, first of all, honey, you need to know that I know I was the asshole. Mm -hmm. And I have to describe the behaviors and the things that I did so that you can understand this is me. Then I can give you affirmations that your life has gone on since I've left. And the message here is, is that he's changed and that he does love her. Mm-hmm. And that and well, hold he, on, because my role in this podcast and and well in the show period is that when you're telling stories, I try my best to bring up the the listener's perspective if they've never experienced this before, right? And they can't relate to what you're talking about. And I think it's important to stress that the whole point of this was for you to understand. I'm doing my best to speak for the people who cannot relate to these stories. Um, because a lot of people will be thinking, well, why would it matter? Why would why would she want him to be a part of her life anymore? And I think what you're saying is, and what the point is, and it needs to be reiterated, th- that he has changed. Because we all want to know that someone we inherently love can change and the love can grow. And it can evolve. Mm-hmm. I just, You and I both like to give the point a pause mm-hmm. and for it to sink in. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's what love is, right? Mm-hmm. So he he describes, or no, wait a minute, he panics and says, I know by my actions and words and withholding and the things I did on earth that my daughter did not feel loved. I know as a certainty that she sits here today hoping for something different. I know that's why she's booked the appointment with you. I know that she's hoping to hear this as an affirmation. She's seen you before. She knows what you're going to do. But she's sitting there waiting. She wants to know if I've changed. She wants to know and she wants her little bit of proof so that she can believe again in some way for this particular person that her dad is still with her and that there is some type of change on the other side where they can come to a place of moving through anger and abuse to be able to love somebody. Mm -hmm. And sadly, that we don't always get that when we are in human form. Mm -hmm. But that she is sitting there waiting to hear it. She's just just waiting. And so he says to me, I'm shitting my pants. I don't want to screw this up. So you better not screw this up, Karen. And I'm like, Oh, Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lovely. Well, and I mean, that's it's <laughs> oh, I exactly totally get how it. we feel regardless. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't want to screw it up because I want the humans to have peace of mind. I don't want to make mistakes because I know how badly they need it. Now I've got a spirit on the other side <laughs> telling me, don't you mess this up. Mm-hmm. My daughter doesn't think her father loves her. Mm-hmm. I need to fix this. And I need her to know I've changed. So he goes, and blow cigarette smoke in my face. Thank you. And I'm like, oh, I freaking hate that. It's one of my pet peeves is when the spirit world blows cigarette smoke in my face. Well, side note, I hate it when humans do it too. But mm-hmm. anyway, so he blew cigarette smoke in my face. Then he took out his head and showed me the top of his head where he had brown hair and, you know, certain features of his body. Um, and he wanted me to use all... Okay, wait, I just... Pause. Oh, um, 
took out his head. Oh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> Can we just back up to the eye rolls or the jaw dropping that just happened amongst listeners? Okay. Because um, you, in another podcast, have explained that when you physically see um, the, the spirits, there's this type of closet where they come out and they pull each part of their body yeah. to describe what's going on. So for anyone who's very, very confused, um, I think it was episode one of Sips of Sanity for, oh, yeah. for September. So, yeah, sight. Uh, yeah, of the six senses. So yeah. that would probably be beneficial to understand why he pulled his head out. Right. And wanted to say what his hair looked like and his eyes and how he was gruff looking like with a kind of, not a beard or a mustache or anything, but that rough look. Scruff. Scruffy. Okay. Scruff. And um, just like the things that he would wear and, and stuff like that. And then he wanted me to feel things. So he, he uh, I could feel in the body how he had lived at the end and how his organs had shut down and how he had had um, difficulty with the physical body in dying. And um, where I felt it and then was able to say to his daughter, this is how his back hurt. This is where his back hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and so on. This, these are the organs that were contributing to this pain in the back. And he didn't want any help. He didn't want to see a doctor. So he didn't go until it was crisis time. Mm-hmm. So that it's like, it's too late. Now you're dying. Um, so that nobody could help him. Ultimate sabotage mm-hmm. of all relationships, right? So, and, and therefore the whole, I'm an asshole dad. So he wanted me to use all six senses and near the end of this, he, um, he said, I want you to sing to her. And I said, I don't want to. No, thank you. (laughs) So as you know, and regular listeners know how much I argue Uh (laughs) sometimes with the spirit world. And I'm like, I don't want to (laughs) sing. He says to me, I said, sing, you have to sing, please sing. And I'm like, I don't want to sing. I'm not a good singer. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't care if you're not a good singer, you have to sing. So all of a sudden, I can hear him singing in the room forever and ever. And he's going on and on singing this forever and ever over and over again, just those three words forever and ever. Amen. He says, you have to keep you have to sing this out loud to her. So I looked over at my client. And I said, my dad, your dad wants me to sing to you. And she goes, Oh, okay, go ahead. And I'm like, and I don't want to. (laughs) But here it goes. So I'm singing in the treatment room forever and ever. Amen to her. And she says, Okay, and it didn't come out in a real I'll say in a tune you could recognize because I'm not that good of a singer. Well, okay. Wait. Okay, that's fair, but you also don't know music. That's true. So we fit, she, she thanked me and she said her dad liked country music. And I said, you know, I said, this kind of resonates with my evening last night. I went out to visit my girlfriend, Carol. And on the way home in the car, I wanted to, I sang country music all the way home by myself in the car. And I said, um... I haven't listened to it in a while. So it was Alan Jackson. And I came home and I put on Google Play and I played Alan Jackson radio. And I said, I'm going to go out and I'm going to hit Alan Jackson radio for you. I said, I want you to see and valid so I can validate for you that I got this last night about your dad and the country music. And she goes, okay. So we came out into the kitchen and we're doing the receipt for her and her, I wrote it out and we played, I went and got my cell phone, we hooked it up, and I played um, Alan Jackson, and we were listening to it as, I, as she was writing out a check, and I was writing out a receipt for her, 
And um, I heard her dad say to me, um, that's the wrong song. <laughs> yeah, fucked it up, Karen. You had one, well, you had multiple jobs. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, give me a break. He said, that's the wrong song. She can't stand here. That's the wrong song. He was panicking. He goes, give me a second, Karen. He goes, tell her it's the wrong song and I'm working hard on this. And I went, okay. So I said, he's, your dad is saying this is the wrong song <laughs> and that he's trying his hardest to get you the right song. So then he says to me, okay, I got it. And all of a sudden, my Google Play stops dead, <laughs> just dead in the song. Nobody's touching my phone. It just stops dead. And Randy Travis comes on singing Forever and Ever, Amen. And I don't know if that's the name of the song. Yeah, it is. It's the name of it? Yeah. Okay. But not at the beginning of the song. It comes on right where he's singing Forever and Ever, Forever and Ever, Forever and Ever, Amen. That's the end. My client and I, we just started crying. We both were hugging each other. Like, he literally cut the song off. He cut off Alan Jackson. You got to be big shit to cut off Alan Jackson. Mm -hmm. I think. (laughs) He's a pretty big guy. (laughs) He's got a lot of clout. He cuts off his song. And mind you, so is Randy Travis. And he puts Randy Travis's song right in the middle of Alan Jackson's song, right at that point. Oh, it was just so beautiful. We just had goosebumps all over. It was Mm -hmm. so, so beautiful. So then he says to her, so we're listening to it. I'm standing in my kitchen. Now I'm singing at the top of my lungs. (laughs) Because, well, because I have somebody else singing with me, right? So, and I've got the music this time. So I'm singing to my client standing in my kitchen for her dad. Mm -hmm. Because her dad's energy is moving so strongly through me, just filling me up with love. It's just pouring out my kitchen and the living room and all over the house. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that she's feeling that Mm -hmm. because it's, that's what emotions are. It's emoting. So then he says, write a note. So I grabbed the, you know, we have the notepad in the kitchen and I grabbed the pen and he says, write down forever and ever. Amen. Um, no, I will love you forever and ever. Amen. Love dad. So I did. And then he writes, write her name at the top. And I went, okay. And so her name is Veronique. Mm -hmm. And I am not positive how to spell that, but I think I know. So I started writing V-E-R and he goes, don't write the rest of her name. I don't call her Veronique. And I said, okay, I don't know what to do. And my pen is frozen. I've written V-E-R-R. And I can't, I, I'm, I'm just stopped. And she looks down and sees that I'm writing a note. And she says, are you writing my name? And I said, yes, I am. I said, but your dad told me that I would do it wrong if I wrote Veronique or Veronique. And she said, that's right. She says, what are you trying to write? And I said, I don't know. I stopped at V-E-R. And she says, well, you're close. There's a no. It's Vero. Mm-hmm. She says, everybody calls me Vero. And I said, oh, okay. So I put the O on the end. So I got that wrong, but I knew enough to stop and not write the whole thing and then have to scratch it out, which mm-hmm. I'll call it a win, yeah. <laughs> somewhat, mm-hmm. because it wasn't, ex- it wasn't 100%. Maybe mm-hmm. a teacher grading me might give me a 90. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, um, I just, I love this so much because of how much we can withhold as human beings thinking that we have control in relationships or just out of anger or I don't even know all the reasons why people do what they do. But I loved it that somebody gave their dad the chance 
by just coming to see somebody like us with all of these gifts. Mm-hmm. I was grateful that I had all six and that that by having all six, you feel, you see, you hear, you get, you just get everything for them. And that for us, it's a, fu- it's a full experience too. And it mm-hmm. doesn't happen in every session. Sometimes people say, well, can't you taste something? And there is nothing. I think it's important for people to remember and for me to remember that they're gifts. Mm-hmm. This is not the demand show. This is not psychic or medium on demand. It's, it's it gifts that they're called that for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're gifts to us. But and anyway, anyway, it was just, uh, I think that was most everything I wanted to share out of, there was so much more in her session, but I think I could say that all the time. Yeah. So a dad can go on loving a daughter. And I don't think it's Better. ever, yeah. And I don't, I don't believe that it's too late when people show up at a funeral home and say it's too late. Uh-huh. Or when people think I can't be bothered to go see a medium or a psychic or anybody that does this because it's too late. It's not. Uh, yeah. And I think you worded it really beautifully when you said that you loved that someone came, came to give their dad another chance. Yeah. And flip side of that is, you know, you, she gave herself another chance yep. to be loved, yes. which is, is very vulnerable. Um, and then what that does for her going forward for the rest of her life it is, is it allows her to break her own patterns like you were talking mm-hmm. about. Um, and to, you know, to have that more, more of that vulnerability on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. uh, and to, to understand and demand the right kind of love, knowing that there's an apology and, and that she deserved something better and that he was working hard to give that to her now. Some people come for that when their spouses are still alive mm-hmm. and remarried and they, or, or just not in the picture but some of those humans can't give that to us, even if we are here when they're yep. alive. That's what I'm saying. That some people come to get that from a spirit who's died, so the medium part. But they also come because they might need to know an ex-partner's soul can be more respectful than the human. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people come in and say, I'm divorced, but I'm here to ask if my ex-husband ever loved me. Mm-hmm. If he ever will forgive me. Or if I can ever get to the point of forgiving him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are different reasons when we say second chance. Because sometimes to go up to that ex-husband or ex-wife or boyfriend or girlfriend or parent or sibling, it's never going to be there because in human terms, though that person can't get there. Yeah. And they might not be or able to get... Or it's not appropriate. Yeah. And they might not be able to get there because they, because they have Alzheimer's or dementia and they're never going to come back into that space of knowing what they did mm-hmm. and what they what what injury they caused another person. An injury, I mean, by emotional, too, that it still is an option. Mm-hmm. And that's why I thought hers was a lovely one to share, because she just sees things with more options. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, all. It's lovely. Mm hmm. Thank you. Mm. Are we ending it there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're done for the day. Thank you for listening. Um, if you do have questions or comments about today's podcast or ideas for, for new ones, you can always email us at info at Otherwise, we will talk to you next week.